This is the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne. Thank you for joining me. I have another edition of trade negotiations for you here. If you've been following the podcast at all, well, if you're a new listener, let me just fill you in here on what a trade negotiation is on this podcast. Essentially, what I do is I divert from the weekly new release overview formula that you normally catch me doing, and I, uh, I, I pick a, a book that I decide to go over in trade form. And lately, I've been stuck on Chew. At this point, uh, we're at volume six of Chew, Image Comics, John Lehman and Rob Guillory. I have, this, this series has been amazing. I'm so grateful that uh, my, my LCS guy, shout out to David, decided to, to throw this one at me. It's, it's, it's a beautiful book. It's well written. Uh, the, the, I mean, visually, it's Rob Guillory's art is fucking phenomenal. I can honestly say that he's probably my favorite working interior artist in all of comics. And John Lehman's storytelling, it's just, as soon as you think he's done with the subject matter, he brings it all back around, and it loops around so well. And, oh, man. So let's let's start here. We got volume six. So if you haven't been catching up on Chew, go back and read the first, listen to the first five uh, trade negotiations for Chew. And, uh, yeah, we'll get filled in, catch up, and, I mean, still go out and read the book. Uh, I'm not here to make sure you don't read the book, but... I give a quick overview. Maybe, maybe I'm convincing you. That's the idea. So, volume six, Space Cakes. Start out with an art auction, and it is Chow Chu, Tony's chef brother, who has no regard for the law. And who else is uh, Barnabas Crimeni? These are the two fuckers. They're both chefs, very highly regarded chefs. And the artist that they're bidding on is I'm gonna let's I'm gonna hmm, this is gonna hurt. Kindim Buongiovanni. Buongiovanni. So the thing is, is if you look at the the, the panels, you see that these uh, these paintings are immaculate. They they look like photographs of food. And without really having to explain much, you kind of get a pretty good idea of what the significance of these these artistic pieces are as soon as Chow Chu gets outbid and Barnabas Cremony gets his painting neener 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 big old fat finger middle finger the bird and that's that's what goes down there's a, there's definitely some tension between the two chefs so yeah he wins and then he licks the painting fuck you bitch <laughs> so you, right there you get the idea that there's a something more to this painting than just a beautiful piece of art so let's uh let's let's move forward that was our little our little prologue if you will that's so fucking good so, so now we got uh sister tony lady tony in bed with her boss pranish now since all the sky writing and everything remember all that oh, fucking volume five remember since all the skywriting, all of a sudden the FDA kind of got bumped down as far as importance goes, on, as far as government officials. Now NASA's the shit. 
space the final frontier. That's what we need to be focusing our money. Hence it being easier for Tony to be transferred and blah dee blah dee blah. You see how it's all circling around here? It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so um Tony's in the hospital. Remember how he was kidnapped in the last time and force fed body parts of baseball players and all that shit by uh Amelia's ex? You remember. Well, he is in the hospital. This may be a comic book, but he still takes some time to recover. He's not a superhuman. He's just got the he's just the best at what he does at being a cybopath. Well, before we get to there, let me explain the I, I jumped ahead of myself. Whoop, sorry. Pranish and Tony laying in bed. Tony or er, Pranish is all about that ass. He's a whoops, whipped. I want to be with you forever. Well, she has to make sure, and this is when we realize what a cybervoyant is. Uh, I, I kind of had a pretty good idea, just based off the word voyant, that she's able to bite someone and see the future. Well, that's pretty much what exactly what it is. Brings it in for the hug, let me see what you're all about for real. Bites his neck, and you're crazy bitch! He runs out, especially once she turns him down. <laughs> no. I don't want to be with you. I see that you have uh, future motives in the future that I'm not going to necessarily agree with. So, bye-bye, bitch. It's a booty call. The funny thing is, is this is her boss. So, awkward and much? <laughs> and then we get the whole page of layman explaining what a cybervoyant is. And it's I, I like how they go through. There's you, you thought it was all just about cybopaths and Tony's ability, and you realize there's there's a whole bunch of different food-based superheroes out there, and essentially it seems to be what our our main villain, who is yet to be named, just referred to as the vampire. He's all about. He's, he's a, a collector, if you will, and that is the main basis of this entire volume. But let's stay within chapter one, why don't we? Let's go back to where I said Tony was in the hospital. All fucked up, and then uh, Amelia's there visiting, and Sister Tony's there. And it's just sad. It's just sad. And then Chow shows up. Chow has no regard for his brother. Uh, he's, 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 he's a cunt. That's <laughs> what it comes down to. But just because, you know, he's a lawbreaker. He's still using illegal chicken in his recipes, and... Brother Tony ain't about that. But granted, he is just a meter maid now and not an FDA agent, so maybe he has less regard. I don't know. And he still has to uphold the law, right? Even a meter maid's kind of somewhat of a cop. I don't know. Just lost all my cop listeners. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Chow shows up, and he's not there for Brother Tony. He's there for Sister Tony. Sister, I need your NASA ability. I need your NASA credentials. NASA's the shit. You can get me someplace without a warrant. Here's what's going down. This uh, Barnabas Kremeni, son of a bitch, he has this painting, and I think he's going to counterfeit these motherfuckers for, and do an insurance fraud type of thing and collect on them and steal on the originals. Let's go bust this bitch. So they go down there. And he's astonished. Barnabas, or, yeah, Barnabas, he's, oh, yeah, lick the painting, see, whatever. And he's explaining to her, Tony, sister Tony, is explaining to Chow, like, I'm gonna, I have, that's not how my power works, you know. And then you find out that, that that's, he's not actually using her for the power that she has. He was using her as an distraction. As she's off determining the realness of this painting, 
what she does say, well, I, I, this, I licked it and I could taste this. The schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Well, what Chow was doing in the background was going through and getting old Barnabas's recipe book, and he was going to expose him, saying, look, these are all my recipes, motherfucker. You biting my steez. That's what this was all about. Sorry, sister. Didn't mean to use you, but... Gotcha, bitch. Well, that's how that all ends. Then we go to the epilogue where we get... Uh, the the painter of these things he's uh, of these painting these things sorry art <laughs> jesus uh buon giovanni i said it wrong buon giovanni he's painting and painting and painting and then we get the vampire mother the russian vampire who's not really a vampire he's just a cyberpath that's collecting other powers because now we know cyberpaths don't just you know have the uh, the base ability they're also able to absorb others that have powers so he wants to absorb this artist power as well. There's a trend here. If you've been reading throughout this volume, he's going through and absorbing all of these different types of chefs and everything that have different abilities and writers and all of that. I mean, you would imagine that eventually he's going to go after Amelia, right? With her ability to be able to write something to perfection. And Sounds like this Russian vampire wants to be just the greatest foodie of all time. But, yeah. So that's how, uh, that's how chapter one ends. I... Oh, fuck. This, this is, this, this book gets heavy. It gets super heavy. Let's go on to chapter two. Tony's still in the hospital. Notice there wasn't much Tony going on here. He's, he's very laid up. They're really playing into the fact that he, uh, yeah. so, yeah, we're in, uh, we are in the hospital and, uh, sister is, you know, going on about, what is it, uh, her, her love life with her boss, Pranish. And she's like, so I bit him and he fucking run off the crazy bastard, but I knew he was going to be a bad son of a bitch anyways, so what are you going to do? Well, Valenzano shows up. Remember Valenzano? He's kind of playing double agent right now. He works for the FDA. He knows everybody uh, as far as Colby and all those goes, but he's also working on the side with Mason Savoy, who is technically on the run. He's a fugitive. But Valenzano, he's, he's playing both sides. And I actually, I, I really dig how they're doing this with him. Valenzano is actually becoming one of my favorite characters. But before we get all to all that, Valenzano sees Sister Tony in the room and he's like, Bitch, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> and uh, we get a flashback. And remember the, the telescope project where you, when they're talking about all these scientists that had this massive budget and really only needed like a small fraction of it so they're able to just party their fucking nuts into the fucking dirt? Well, part of that partying, Mr. Uh, Jacob Butterfield, he was pretty hardcore, and he was all about psychedelic frogs. And there's a point in time where young Valenzano shows up to this, this telescope research project, and you got a young uh, Sister Tony all just tripping fucking balls. And I love throughout this chapter, we keep getting different moments where, uh, you know, every action, interaction between Sister Tony and Valenzano is like, bitch, do I know you from somewhere? And then there'll be so many moments. There's so many moments where they actually did run into each other. But Tony, uh, Tony just keeps denying it the whole time. She, no, it's, nah, that's not it. That's not it. There's no way. And she, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fucking fun. <laughs> well... Uh, we get that awkward moment back at work with Sister Tony and Boss Pranish, and she's just playing it like a fucking, like a playboy is what she's doing. But she goes up to, to Butterfield, all grown up now, they're out of the, the research project, but they're, they're still working for NASA, just in different levels, and he's 
telling Tony, oh, bitch, I fucked up. So you know how I'm all about those psychedelic frogs? Well, I got my hands on some crazy shit, and I had this idea that maybe I could sell them. And, well, I got robbed. And we find out the person that robbed them is, remember D-Bear? That, that little short motherfucker that's just super, he just reminds me of, uh, he reminds me of Cat Williams' character in one of the fucking, or was it Friday After Next? Just with an afro instead of a perm. That's what he reminds me of. I love it, though. So he shows up, robs his ass like a motherfucker, takes all them frogs, and, well, that's a problem. Well, there's there's more to that. There's there's a chog involved. Remember the, the, the chog? Well, the chog... Um, I guess I kind of skipped ahead of myself. It's not just the psychedelic frogs that he takes. He gets his hand on a chog, and the chog is the chicken frog crossbreed that was brought up way back or a couple volumes ago. And then what he did is he left one day and came back and the chog had got out and bred with the poisonous frogs. Now he's got poison chogs. And that's that's what he was trying to sell in the black market. My bad. But yeah, no, that's what happened there. D-Bear robs him for all of them. And well, let's essentially now let's go after D-Bear. Only it's not Butterfield and Tony that goes after. It's Pranish. And Tony, so yeah, even awkward much again, still? Yep, very much. Well, they're going after him, they go to, I, I, I think a cool part is they, they go to get, they, 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 they get D-Bear, they get him. But she goes to bite him, and then D-Bear gets away, and Pranisha's like, oh, we gotta go get that motherfucker, and she's like, nah, check it out. Uh, remember I'm a Bavoyant and whatnot, I bit that motherfucker, you know, I just said that? Well, um, I think he's gonna be... We don't have to make any type of effort whatsoever. And right on cue, he's hit by a fucking bus. <laughs> so, uh, power's real. And uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's what we get there. But then later on, we get the, the whole epilogue. Tony's still in the hospital, and he kind of opens his eyes a little bit, which isn't anything out of the ordinary. He's been in and out. He's not in a coma or anything. He's just very fucked up. Well, he opens his eyes and, Amelia? No, it's vampire fucking Russian dude. I don't know what his motives are, but that's how, that's how that goes down. And that's, uh, that's chapter two. Ah, man, there's, uh, uh, what what it's really introducing here is the, the psychedelic chogs. And that's, that's, that's a big part of this. And the fact that, Valenzano knows Tony from somewhere, which is still, they still don't actually reveal yet. That's revealed later on in the volume. But, you see what's going on here? So there's something particularly special about volume six of Chew. From chapter two, we don't go into chapter three. We get a bonus issue, and we get to, we get to learn about Pollo. Motherfucking Pollo. Pollo is on an operating table. This is, uh, they call this the interlude of the story. So it doesn't, it's not, it's not chapter three. It's just an interlude. Bonus. Like I said, continuing. All right. Pollo's on an operating table and the doctor's doing everything they can to save it. Meanwhile, uh, the leader of, uh, whoever, or the fucking USDA, cause you know, Pollo works for the USDA, uh, Colby's boss, you know, the bitch that they're banging and everything. <laughs> She's telling the, the, the government, dude, no, yeah, no, $10 trillion is totally worth saving this, this rooster. And the guy is saying, well, is, um, is it though? 
Is it worth $10 trillion for a chicken? It's a rooster, bitch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's... Well, while he's being oper Poyo's being operated on, we get the whole going through hell dream sequence thing. Goes to hell. You know, he's killed a whole bunch of motherfuckers. Hell is no match for Poyo. Long story short, he goes through and just earns the respect of everybody by killing everybody. Satan and all them. Respect? Fucking no, let him go. He's... He's cool. He's probably too much for this place. It's just it'd be hell to have him here. And <laughs> I fucking love it. It just goes to show what they're really doing here with this this interlude issue, this bonus issue, is showing how fucking badass and unstoppable Poyo is because he's a big part of this uh, the the last few chapters. Well, flash forward to now, Poyo comes back to life. Clear. Boof. The operation's a success. They're going... Uh, the, we're in London now, and then these Brits are... They see a bunch of carnage all over the place, and this looks like a job for Poyo. So they call Poyo. Poyo shows up in London, and he gets paired with... <laughs> fucking... <laughs> this is great. The Icons Affiliated. What are the Icons Affiliated? They're all the greatest image icons. So we got Savage Dragon and Spawn, and there's three other ones. And yeah, no, Poyle and them versus uh, essentially, what is it, Egg? Is that who they're going after? No, they're going after Albrecht Regenabingen. I think I actually said that right. It sounds like I fucked that up, but I, that's, I'm pretty sure that's the best I've ever said it. Regenabingen. Oh, I'm getting it. So, uh, Albrecht Regenabingen, he's got this, he's got a power too. And what is that power? Well, he is one of the world's foremost experts in the field of both applied and theoretical climatological science. His primary area of expertise is in the science of Ranapolvia. Ranapolvia. Poliva. Ranapolvia. So this means Regenabogen, that's his name, Regenabogen, has researched, understood, and even recreated the very rare meteorological phenomenon in which frogs rain from the sky. He's Jesus. From there, it was just a matter of adjustments to his formulas and equipment to facilitate Picospolova. What's that? And create a torrential Deluge of farm animals. He makes rain, uh, fucking farm animals rain from the sky is his power. That's his deal. Well, he realizes that there's much more to be used. This is a power used more for gain than it is actual the good of humanity. So let's go to the black market. So that's what he does. Give me $5 billion or else. Well. Uh, <laughs> this is where... The FDA and uh, the USDA and all of them come in. Actually, I think it's just the USDA in this one. Let's let's go kill. Uh, let's go kill. Regenabogen. So that's what they go to do. But unfortunately, even Poyo's badass self is no match for this weird power that Regenabogen has. Shoots Poyo. Poyo becomes one of them farm, anim farm animals what fall from the sky. Well, at this point, USDA thinks all is lost. Regenabogen is <laughs> getting cocky because uh, the only threat is 
five miles up and a ways away. Here's the thing about El, Pel El Pollo here. They even mention there's no way that he can make it in time. Fly from the sky from as far away as he is before my finger can hit this button to make bleh happen. Well, before the finger hits the button, boom, chicken through the fucking face. Sorry, not chicken, no disrespect, Poyle. Cock through the fucking face. <laughs> and end of Regenimogen. Story over. Except now we go back to uh, the the base. And we got Kobe, and you remember the lion, the cyborg lion that was there too at the USDA, his old partner before Poyo. He's just chilling. And old lady boss lady is explaining, oh, fucking, where's your partner Poyo? Mm, oh, no, Poyo went to this floor. Oh, fuck, that's where the evidence locker is. And then you realize, well, what's in the, that evidence locker? The psychedelic chogs. And their first thought is, oh fuck, Poyo is going to kill these psychedelic chogs. Nah. Mother complex. You turn the page and you see Poyo with the little heart over his face. And he's got all the little chogs, all psycho chogs, all cuddled up with him. It's great. And that's, I mean, it's just a, an ode to Poyo, is what this whole bonus issue is. I love it. It was worth the extra couple bucks on this trade. So I was wondering, why is this one fifteen dollars? Because there's a whole fucking issue in it. It's not a short issue either. It's a full-length issue. It's brilliant. Read this goddamn book. Chapter 3. It's Milan Fashion Week. And their Lady Gaga in all up in this motherfucker. And by that, I mean food clothes. Cake cloths and... It's just fucking weird. Fish stick zoot suits and bacon umbrellas. Well... Uh, someone's got a meat suit on. That's where the Lady Gaga referee got that. Boom! It explodes! Why is meat suits exploding? Well, that's what this whole issue is about. Right there is the, the prologue. Now let's go to now. We're back at the hospital. And what we see here at the hospital is old Agent Kobe paying, uh, <laughs> paying Chew a visit. Because Chew's still in the hospital, and Kobe's got old Poyo with him. And Sister Tony shows up. Hey, what are you doing here, Kobe? Great to see you. Now you're up to something. I don't know. That's probably how she talks. I don't know. <laughs> and Kobe's, oh, me? No, no. I just came by to see what's up with my, my, my second favorite partner of all time. Because Poyo is way better. <laughs> uh... And you get Sister Tony like, Gucci, Gucci, go, is that a pollo? Is that a little chicken? Every time pollo is referred to as a chicken, bark, what, what, bark? And then Valenzano just so happens to show up. And you realize they both need Chew for something. Tony. Senior Tony Chew. They need him for something. Uh, they both have, they're, they're not in on this together, but they're both after the same cause. Well, at this point, the the mission is, is to distract Sister Tony so that they can escape regular Tony. Oh, well, conveniently, when Sister Tony's Gucci Gucci gooing Poyo's face, he bites her fucking finger off. She's got to get it sewn back on. Distracted much? <laughs> so. That's what's going on. They, they, they get their moment. They get them out of there. Tony, for whatever reason, and I don't understand why they do it, but they give him, what do they call it, like a goofy juice or something? 
fucking, I don't know, <laughs> happy juice, that's what they call it, and, uh, what, 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 did they need Tony, who's the mark, who are they going after, well, let me tell you, it's Angus Hinder, Hinterwald, well, what the fuck is he all about, well, employed by the McBeefy conglomerate's research and development division, Hinterwald was take, tasked, to isolate and alter a specific gene in cattle to slow the decomposition of its meat after it was processed and prepared. Imagine the money it could save on wasted cow carcass. Well, he went a little deeper as he was figuring out how to slow down the decomposition of cattle carcass. He realizes there's a uh, certain gene. And these cows that have slowly been evolving and mutating, they explode. Remember the exploding Lady Gaga suit from the prologue? This is explains it. Well, old Professor Angus, what a convenient name, huh, for a cow guy. He decides that he can use this for uh, potential financial gain. Let's go to the black market, shall we? He goes to sell this exploding beef to the black market. Well, he's, uh, he gets kidnapped. He goes to sell it to Egg. Egg is the, 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 the hyper chicken extremists that have been going throughout this entire series. You remember. So yeah, no, that's who he goes to sell it to. They say, well, instead of just paying you, we're just going to fucking take you and your whole brain and everything you know, and you're ours now, bitch. Bum, 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 bum. This is where Kobe and Valenzano come in. They team up again. Both. Uh, uh, so, well, I guess Valenzano is technically FDA still, even though he's working both sides. He's working against, or with Savoy as well, as I explained earlier. And Kobe with the USDA. Well, I think it's, <laughs> they ask, well, why don't we just get Pollo on this task? No. Oh, never mind. They do get Pollo on this task. <laughs> it's so fucking great. Pollo is a fucking badass, and that was the whole point of Pollo earlier, and that that whole uh, interlude issue was to show that if there's ever someone to call when violence calls, it's Senior Pollo. So they 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 got Tony. Is what's happening? They got Tony. He's on Happy Juice. What does the Happy Juice do? He's tripping fucking balls. So I, I don't, I can't say I necessarily understand the point of putting him on the happy juice. Maybe it's so he doesn't freak out and he's like, hey guys, maybe I shouldn't actually be in the hospital. I'm all fucked up. Maybe they're actually giving him the happy juice so he is literally happy throughout this adventure. Uh, he even says, I need painkillers, guys. And that's, I think that's when they give him the happy juice. Maybe that's what that is. I don't know. Fact is, is he thinks he's, everyone's a fucking, it's, it's crazy trippy. He's a, he's a fucking in a bunny costume while he's in the wheelchair being wheeled around the whole time. Everything's super fucking colorful. It's brilliant to look at. Love it. So, off to capture Angus, save Angus. Uh, really, they want to arrest Angus for conspiring to be a terrorist. And in the meantime, take down the terrorist organi organization that is Egg. Well, they go to do that. They're outnumbered. You know, they, they even say, <laughs> fucking, like, they call them out. It's, and it's not just Valenzano and Colby there, too. It's uh, Valenzano's very incompetent partner who has a 
terrible superpower. He's able to just know the ingredients of stuff. It hasn't found to be useful at all. <laughs> and he's walking around with like a fucking bag of cheese poofs over his head. And he... <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But it's funny. It's super funny. So they're outnumbered, though. And they call him out, and they say, What is it? Uh, <laughs> hold on. You're with a, a stoned cripple, a retard, a chicken, and only two guns. What you gonna do? Well, they just called Pollo a chicken dog, and that chicken be capable. Pollo comes in, and he rips all their fucking faces off. F- fucking, like, rips their faces off. There's jaws all over. It's... It's great. It's so good. I love Pollo. And they arrest uh, Angus Hinderwald. And he goes to jail. But as he's going to jail, he's like, wait, no, there's something going on. There's more to these cows than meets the eye. These genes are mutating. They're starting to spontaneously combust. Well, let's go towards the last page when you just see some cows in the field exploding. Yep. That's what's going on there. Moving on to chapter four. Oh, fuck, this story's good. The the first page you you see t- he's up uh, chews up and walking around but still very little chew in this volume. He's up and walking around or limping around, crutching around. I don't know what the proper verbiage is there, but that's what's going on. Uh, and then we go over to the the main story elsewhere, if you will, and you see these ugly broads going into this beauty shop, coming out looking like swans and whatnot. Well. There's a new player introduced here. Judy Hines Campbell. She's a Victus Picosian. Fuck, I said it right. So, what does that mean? Well, let me explain this to you for all who don't know. <laughs> she makes beauty masks. To the point where she can make you so beautiful, you look like a whole different person. Useful much when it comes to disguising? Well, there's been a string of bank robberies that all kind of tie back to her. This puts her on the map. Well, uh, the FDA, USDA, and NASA are all working together to capture her because at this point, not only is she doing bad things and misusing her power, they also know that she's a target for this Russian vampire dude that's collecting. So they don't want him to get to her. Well, in this twisted conglomerate of that's not him, she's in disguise, he's in disguise, that's not really her, it comes down to Judy Hines Campbell ends up in a fucking freezer after the impression that she was being taken away by the Russian vampire. Well, the Russian vampire, or the perceived perceived Russian vampire was under a beauty mask, not that person at all, gets away, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and uh, Judy... Campbell is not Judy Campbell. It's some dude with a big old jaw and beard. And uh, Sister Tony goes up and bites the motherfucker and says, well, check it out. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to reveal yourself soon to be not Judy Campbell. And that happens, like I just explained. And you're also going to admit to where the body of the real Judy Campbell is, who just turns out happened to be in a freezer. Case solved, Scooby-Doo. That's what's going on there. (laughs) It was a... uh, there, there's there, what it, it's hard to explain what the, the the purpose of this particular chapter was other than the vampire is he's playing with them he knows the the USDA and NASA and the FDA are all after him and he's just it's a it's 
he's playing with them. It's it's all mis misguidance. So that's yeah. But on the 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 last page, we go back to hey, remember the relationship between Paneer and Tony? You know the that booty call situation. Well, he proposes at the end because they hook up once again, and she explains, look, we've been through this once before. It doesn't work out with you. Very well. So if you if you want me to really consider this, I'm gonna have to bite you again. Well, he agrees. No, my dear, I agree. You'll be very good to me. I will be good to you. So he gets bit, and hearts and sparks fly. She realizes that maybe he is a good guy. So, wedding bells much, and that's what the fifth issue leads into. Let's go to chapter five. It's the wedding. And it's a disaster. It's a fucking disaster. Kobe shows up and he's got his boss who he is banging and his old boss just so happens to be there, Appleby, for whatever reason. I don't know why he's there, but he's there. And he's super jealous. And those, you know, the old bitch and Appleby are going at it and fighting and whatnot. And, oh, we get, well, we get a, we get a reveal of another Cybo superpower. Someone's complaining about the, the, the caterer, and the caterer actually turns out to be the DJ. Well, how's that work? Well, this DJ has the ability to produce tunage through his recipes. So as he lays out the hors d'oeuvres, the tasty jams are thrown down as well. So it's, <laughs> it's fucking so unique. I've never heard of anything like it before, but I dig it. Um... Oh, and, the, you, know, you know, of course, you also... Tony is... He's back on his feet again. He's at the wedding. He's at his sister's wedding. You know, and you realize... You know, in the last issue, you got that one page where he's on crutches. And it really, I think that's just showing that he is healing. But this volume is not about him at all. Um, So, he's arguing with his brother Chow about the chicken again. Because that's what the fuck their relationship is. Yeah. Meanwhile, we get this touching moment between Pranish and Tony before the wedding, and everything's going to be fine. I'm, as a matter of fact, this disaster wedding right now is the, the perfect wedding for me. I dig it. I love it. Let's do this. But she gets captured, and this is where the volume takes a deep turn. She gets captured by the vampire motherfucker. It's her turn to be collected well, you turn the page, and she's just fucking nubs. You realize that this this vampire dude has eaten two legs and an arm. She's... She, nubs. But you realize how fucking badass this chick is right here. Throughout this... You know, since her introduction, I always kind of thought of her as... as you know, it's kind of cute. She's the little whatever. No, so far she's shown to be the most bad bitch in this story, just based off of this chapter here. Bitch, eat more of me! I guarantee, and the, the the vampire's pissed. How come I'm, I'm, I'm not absorbing your powers? What's going on with you? What's your secret, bitch? I want to be just like you. I want to be able to see the future. I want to see three things through your eyes. Take another bite then, motherfucker. I already know my fate. I already know you're going to kill me. I know you're going to kill me. It's, you just do what you're going to do. But the fact is, is that my brother, Tony Chu, he is going to beat your fucking face in. You are, you, you're not going to survive. Snap! She just... He snaps her fucking neck. That's it. That's... Holy fuck. It's it's so deep. It's... It's... 
you know that in volume seven, with the lack of Tony Chu that was in this volume, you know that volume seven is going to be all about vengeance. He is coming after a fucking Russian vampire. That's so not actually a Russian vampire, but. Mm. Volume six, Space Cakes. This has been a uh, a sister Tony volume, a heavy volume, and I love it. I, I I'm I'm we're two thirds of the way through, guys. So there's three more volumes to go. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to another segment of Trade Negotiations. Uh, stay tuned for more, because like I said, there's three more to go. You know where to find us. You know where to listen to us. Support on Patreon if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, Twitter. You know, now that this whole fucking thing is coming to an end here soon, just a few more weeks of this, I'm going to need something else. So I'm leaving it out to the, the Twitterverse to suggest the next topic of trade negotiations, whether it's just a single uh, one-shot type of trade or it's a 10-volume whatever. Let me know. I'll think about it. So thank you so much for joining me. This is the Cheers to Comics Podcast. I'm Brian Wayne. Cheers, fuckers.